is this not a wonderful place to be? If God ever moves me to New York, I'm going to have this church. I absolutely loved it even when I pulled onto the parking lot. So I was having a good time before you guys even got here. <clears throat> um, thank you, veterans. From the bottom of my heart, for that freedom that you paid, that some of us didn't and couldn't, and we're very thankful for you. We give you honor. I'd also like to give the pastor and his beautiful wife honor this morning for opening this up. This is a, a wonderful opportunity for me because I get to brag on the Lord. And um, I honor you both. You're precious. Um, first of all, let me tell you just a little bit about myself. I am not an ordained minister. Um, I have no credentials. I'm a mother of three sons and Married my high school sweetheart, and we've been married 40 years. And I know, amazing, keep praying for me. <laughs> um, I teach um, middle school right now. I've, I have taught high school. And unless the Lord backs me up, knocks me over, let's say a cinder block, and... This is just for my sweet, precious friend back there on the back row and wrestles me in a pond. I plan on retiring this year, but it has to happen like that and in that order. Because I have a bigger, I have a bigger commission right now to do. And, you know, I've always had a drug problem. Um, my parents dragged me to this church and that church and this church. I've been in church all my life, and I love the Lord but I didn't always do what the Lord wanted me to do. And for the first time in my life, I feel like Esther. And he has given me an Esther anointing. And he has given me a Deborah anointing. And I didn't know they were different. They were both women in the Bible. And I thought, they're, they're both cool. And I didn't know the difference. But as God brings these pastors and these communities into my life, he shows me that I have favor of the Lord, which Esther had, but I also have the leadership skills of Deborah. And I don't even know what that means. And I don't care. Because when you're truly led by the Spirit of God, you end up in the right place at the right time with the right people. And if Debbie ever starts listening to Debbie, I'm going to be in a mess. But I thank those of you that did come yesterday. Um, it was a lot of information, and it was a short amount of time. But I appreciate your, your time in coming. In 2001, when I started doing what God wanted me to do, he birthed in me unity. And I said, nah, it's okay, God. I want wisdom. Thanks. And I went on my merry way. And then it came again. You know, you got to get these pastors together, Debbie. And I'd say, hmm, that's okay, God. Give me faith. Give me great faith. <laughs> I like faith. And he just didn't listen. So I figured, well, I better. 
I needed to be in his will. And in 2005, God led me to Manchester, Kentucky to Pastor Doug Abner, and he's my pastor from afar. And every January, he calls me and he speaks great words of wisdom and knowledge and revelation into my life. And it's always right on key because it's things that I start in October praying for the next year. God, where do you want me to go and what do you want me to do? Now, I'm going to tell you, he blindsided me with New York. I didn't see that coming. But look, this is what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about perseverance today. Because these veterans had to persevere in so many ways that we will never know. They didn't give up. And that's where we are today. There is so much going on in this terrible, terrible world that we've got to get busy. And there are some times, I want to tell you, the, the a definition of perseverance is adhering to a course of action, a belief, or a purpose, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. It just really means it makes you want to give up and you can't. You can't give up. When we persevere, we do our best with what we have. We may not have all the resources. We may not have the health. We may not have whatever it is we think we need. But, you know, through praise and worship, you know, God just kept speaking things to me about how he is right there and he is on time. And he was right where he needed to be two years ago for you. You were doing exactly what he needed you to do two years ago. And looking back, you could have messed that up. And that's really hard for mommies. Mommies and daddies love different, I found. Mommies and daddies will go that, or mommies will go that little bit more, and daddies are saying, no, <laughs> no. But our Heavenly Father is always there. You know, my father, um, he died in 2008, and my mother passed away in 2012, and I went through a time that I felt like an orphan. I didn't know what that had ever felt like. My home was a happy home. My mom and dad loved the Lord, and until I was the age of accountability, they made me love the Lord, and now I'm so thankful they did. So we go through things and our life gets turned upside down and, you know, you have to think of a time of um, when you persevered in spite of all the difficult circumstances. And there was a time when my mother had fell and broke her knee in September and I didn't want to put her in a nursing home and Debbie Davis wanted to take care of her. So I spent 11 days in the hospital with her, and we came home, and the hospital saying, you can't take care of her. She has Alzheimer's. She's going to forget that she's broken her knee, and you're not going to be able to do that. Oh, yes, I can. I can do that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and I'm just quoting these scriptures. But you know what? Those are scriptures, but that wasn't God's plan either. And I had to start listening to the Holy Spirit instead of listening to Debbie Davis. 
So a week later, after 24-hour service up and down and telling Mom, you can't get up, you've got to put your brace on, she would forget her knee was broken, and, and I just had to persevere. I just kept, through that week, I just kept persevering. And then on Friday night, I'd realized I hadn't eaten anything, and I walked to my home, and I told my husband, I said, I'll be back in just a second. I'm going to go get my pajamas, and I'm going to get me a hot turkey sandwich, and I'll be right back. And I started down the steps, and she was only nine steps from my, my front porch to her back door. And, and I fell. I've had three children and been in the hospital, and I don't get sick. I don't get sick. I don't do sick well. <laughs> but I fell, and I broke my leg. And I kept thinking, it's not broken, it's not broken. Persevere, persevere. It's not broken, you can walk on this. And I did. It was a Friday night, and I didn't go to the doctor until the following Monday. And they x-rayed it, and they said, "Mm, you have to have surgery. So I went to Morgantown, and I have a metal plate and seven screws in my right leg. But the lessons that God taught me even in that was amazing you know we come to church and we sit down and we do the or the normal things the expected things the the format of things and sometimes we don't let the holy spirit lead god and direct us you know i'm so glad for this worship team because they know that as that spirit leads they kept going they didn't just stop at the end of that course or the end of that verse they know they know to to persevere through that So anyway, it put me in a wheelchair. I was non-ambulatory for probably, I don't know, about six months. And I was in a wheelchair. So God taught me what it was like to see things from a handicap. It's different. You don't go through doors like normal people. You can't go up steps. I couldn't even get into our office for a little while. And I had no patience. I had no patience to try to put a sock on or to try to get in a shower or to try to fold my clothes. I had no patience. And I kept hearing, persevere. Persevere. You can't give up. So what I've learned, church, is it's just a season. It's just a time. You might be going through a hard time right now, and you might think you're a nobody, and God surely can't use you, but I'm telling you, he can. He can use you. You know, when I started One Voice in 2005, I thought everything was going to unfold overnight. I thought, God, this is so awesome because I know what the vision looks like. I know what everything looks like in place. I just don't know how to get there. But God does. So the struggle doesn't mean that you aren't going anywhere. There's always going to be a struggle when a destiny is going to be birthed. And it's not going to be normal. It'll be supernatural. It'll be supernatural every time. But I'm here to encourage you because I want you to realize how how impactful your life is. The enemy wants to sit on our shoulders and say we can't do anything. We can't we're not good enough and we're not smart enough. Well, you know what? I can't preach. You know, I'm not called to preach. 
I'm not even called to teach this, but I am called to give messages to you. If you're ready to give up, I'm telling you, if you knew and could look around the corner and see the blessing, you'd step it up. You'd pull it up and you'd go on. You'd push a little bit harder. You'd pray a little bit harder, but you wouldn't give up. Your faithfulness to God never goes to waste. It's making an eternal difference in someone's life. And whether you know it or not, that reason is in that time your faithfulness to plant the seeds so that you can produce an amazing harvest. And that's sometimes we don't learn that in perseverance. You have seed, you sow, and you have time, and you have time, (laughs) and you have time, and then you have a harvest. And it's during that time we want to give up. We don't see the fruit, so we want to give up. And growing is sometimes difficult because the, grow, the process of the growing teaches us to grow daily, not in a day. And we're a microwave world, and we want everything now. And I was amazed when I started hearing that um, because of the election that there were colleges that were giving uh, teddy bears out so that the college students could come in and grieve. And they were bringing therapeutic dogs in so the college kids could grieve. But today I heard, uh, I read an article about a college professor that says, this ain't no daycare. (laughs) Come to school. So Romans 5, 3 and 5 says, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, And character hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts. By the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Perseverance is obeying when God's way doesn't seem to make sense. Or even produce results. But we do it. The authority of the king of kings trumps the authority of earthly kings every time. And if we can go to the masters of the universe every morning and you kneel before the master of the universe, the man who hung the stars, the man who tells the ocean, you can only come this far. If you can kneel before him and cry out to your heart, whatever that is, it shouldn't matter who else you stand in front of. It shouldn't matter about the doctors, the lawyers, or the Indian chiefs, or the governors, or the senators, or even the president. Those are kings of the land. But aren't we glad that this morning that we stand in awe of what the master of the universe does for us every day, faithfully. What he has pulled us out of daily. Because my mess doesn't look like your mess, but there's one thing for sure. We all have the messes. They just look different. 
So, this is, this is my thing. Um, perseverance I talked about. <laughs> and I was supposed to do that. And I don't know who that was for, and it may not hit you until next week, and that's fine with me. However, I want you to know that if there is a need, a great need that you have in your life, I would love to pray for you. If there is an addiction in your family, that's, that's where God has put my heart for a lot of reasons, and not, of them, not a lot of them are even good. But we have seen so much with the anointing of God that when the word says that his anointing destroys the yoke, it truly does. It truly does. We have seen people come in that have been very high and very belligerent. And they just walk in and they don't want to have anything to do with God. And they tell us he hasn't done anything for them lately. But he has. He protects them. He lifts them up. He's the lifter of our heads. So if there's anyone that needs prayed for, I would love that opportunity to do that. While they're praying, I want to invite you as well. I know that there are a number of you here this morning that are carrying a lot of burdens and struggles, things that you you feel like you are at the end of your rope. And God has brought Debbie here from a long way for that very reason. What a shame it would be if you left here today having not allowed God to do what he wants to do in your life today. God sent her with a word today. She has endured a lot and God has given her a gift And so if that is you this morning, don't wait. Come forward, and we're going to pray for you. Can we have the prayer team and the elders come forward? Don't wait. You know who you are. If God's working in your heart, don't wait. We're family here. It's okay. It's okay. Just come forward, and we'll pray for you. Praise the Lord.